0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be we're gonna get their thank you, thank you. Sit, sit, sit. Thank you. I love you back. I mean, we could do this the whole time. I don't give a fuck. I'll just stand here and listen to you. <laughs> sit, sit, sit. Alright. Let's sit down. Let's do this. So, thank you for having me, uh, I'm super excited to be here. Um, there's a lot of different things I want to cover, I'm super excited about the format, I, I hear we're gonna be doing the VIP Q&A up here, which I'm super excited about, so I'm looking forward to that part. For me, it's been a pretty exciting last couple of days as I'm touring through Asia, I've given a couple of speeches and a bunch of different themes are popping up and I think in general, I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure out how do I bring the most value to a conference, what's going through the mindset of the individuals, why are you even here on a Sunday afternoon, what can I bring value in a world where so much of the content that I'm putting out is widely free, like what? what's this about? Obviously, it's fun to do it live and it's fun for me to visit the region and I'm very humbled to be here, but I think for me, I'm trying to think about the take homes and it's really interesting, The uh, I have a sneaker coming out um, Tomorrow in the States, called Clouds and Dirt. It's the first video that D Rock made for me. Let's hear it up for D Rock. <laughs> so, the first video we ever made was called Clouds and Dirt, and the reason we did that. I think is important because if you think about it, it's no different than the first issue of a comic book. You're establishing the origin story, and I think when I think about my career, and more importantly, let's take me out of the equation, when I look at the people that are winning, and when I say winning, I think the biggest issue we have right now is how we define winning. I think way too many people are defining winning based on how many followers somebody has, how much money somebody has, what things somebody has. And for me, I've realized as I'm going through this process, it's unbelievable how much to me the happiness factor factors into winning. Like what am I? Are you happy? Like, you know, by many standards, there's so many different people that may be winning or losing based on your singular judgment but the reality is you have no idea what's really happening within their mindset and what's happening in their home. You're looking at the outside facade and I think as this world continues to grow, we've become incredibly adept at making us look a certain way in our social media versus what's really happening in our head. And that's something we've always done. We've always bought homes that were too big, cars that were too much, clothes that was too much, because we are unbelievably interested in other people's opinions about us versus our own opinions about ourselves. And so, when I think about why the first film we ever made was called Clouds and Dirt, it's because it's my basic thesis in life. And definitely the reason I'm successful in business has a lot to do with Clouds and Dirt, because it's about the macro and the micro. It's about the strategy, the the why. To me, what really makes me uh, contemporary right now and why this is, a growing audience and where my business success is coming from is coming from two reasons. One, I'm in right about what the world was gonna do and I mapped strategies that played out, that worked. My macro thesis was right. It was very simple, it wasn't super complicated. 10 years ago, I decided that this device was way more important than most people thought it was and I decided whoever won on this device, whoever controlled the home screen, whether that was email or text messaging or social networks, whoever won that, the people that won on top of that, three layers, the internet, the platforms on top of the internet, and then the people that know how to use the platforms on top of the internet were gonna be the winners. The internet was gonna win? The platforms, Facebook, YouTube, they were gonna win, and then the people that knew how to execute next. The vloggers, the personalities, and the startups that knew how to make content in it. It was a very simple thesis. I executed against it, but that's only one part of it. The other part of my macro was not just my strategy and business, it was that I figured myself out at a very young age that the game, the game itself was what I loved. And I'll be very frank, it saddens me that so many people in the audience's KPI is figuring out a way to maximize money so that they can then deploy that money to buy things that think will make them happy. The reason that makes me sad is I've just seen it not work out time and time again. People think it's the money that makes them happy or the thing they can buy with the money, and the reality is, it just doesn't play out. And so for me, the macro was not only was I right about where the attention of every person was gonna end up and then execute within it, I knew that building it and eating shit, building it and eating shit was gonna make me happy. I I recognize that eating the dirt is the thing that makes me most happy, which means I'll never be upset. Everybody's in a rush. You know, how many people here, raise your hands, have have heard me talk about patience? Raise your hands. (laughs) Great, so I've had a very interesting epiphany to be very frank with you. I didn't realize that I loved patience so much and push it so much because I loved the process. Of course I love patience. I never wanna stop. As a matter of fact, on the way here, I was saying to somebody, I I used the the word, I was like, I'm just foreplaying my business career because I never want it to end. I always want to work. I have no interest in ever retiring. I don't want to buy a fucking island. I don't want to sell VaynerMedia, right? Even my business goals of buying the Jets, the second I buy them, it's gonna be fucking hard to win a fucking Super Bowl. Right? I love the process. I want the process. You need to figure out what your process is. Because to be successful, you have to understand what's so amazing about the internet. Why does every 15 to 20 year old want to be an influencer? Because they can. Let me just say it really quickly. Why does every 15 to 20 year old want to be an influencer? Because they can. You can make $50,000 a year. You can make $100,000 a year just being you having brands subsidize your life or selling T-shirts or whatever it may be. The reason most teenagers in the world, world want to be a KOL or an influencer is because it's practical. Here's the problem with it. Everybody can do it. It's a supply and demand issue. Everybody can start an Instagram and YouTube account tomorrow, which by virtue means everybody can, which means you're competing with everybody, which means you have to be good. This is a very important point because the reality is to actually work hard enough to be good enough versus the next person, you're gonna have to put in so many hours in the game and the only way to put in the hours to differentiate is to put in the hours. We look for so many angles. I am fascinated by how many people are looking for the angle. For do you know how many people are like, Gary, I hear all your stuff, but like whether they meet me in a conference like this in QA or on the street or in a business meeting, they're like, yeah, 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 but just give me the one thing. My friends, there's no one thing. They're like, But the hack, like, do you really think there's some magical fucking hashtag out there that's gonna blow up your fucking account? Like, do you really think that's how it works? I'm just completely fascinated by everybody's lack of patience and lack of process. And so really my macro I'm starting, and this is, listen, I'm really excited because I, I promise you this, and you'll see in my content for the next five to seven years, I will reference this trip and this speech because I'm starting to realize, <laughs> calm down, calm down. You still might fuck it up, so let's relax. <laughs> we still have 35 minutes and 13 seconds. Let's relax. But I realize that I'm starting to put the pieces together that, The macro is not just having the right business strategy. Let me give you a macro, voice is gonna win. Alexa and Google and Apple are gonna build voice devices. Everybody in this room over the next 10 years is gonna gravitate towards voice devices. Apps are gonna be built on top of the voice devices and the next Spotify and the next SoundCloud and the next YouTube and the next Facebook, the next trillion dollar companies will be voice apps. It will be a huge industry. Everybody here should go home and read 10 hours a fucking week about voice apps, voice devices. Everybody here should go buy an Alexa. You should absolutely have one. So work with your fucking Siri that fucking sucks today, but gets better. Voice will win. I'm giving you the macro strategy. Voice will win. Put in the bank, D Rock's filming somewhere, it's done. There's plenty of cameras here, voice will win. That's done. It's gonna happen. Now what? Every day I get emails from people like, oh, Gary, this sucks. Like, I had the idea for Uber before it happened. Who gives a fuck about your idea? Do you know why nobody talks about copywriting and and patents anymore like they used to 15 years ago? Because they don't mean shit. The game is about execution. The reason most of you don't execute is because other people's opinions about you matter more than your own about yourself. No shit you can't work and put out as much content. You're worried about other people's opinions. You literally stopped posting more content on social media because one random account named dutyface47 said that you were ugly or stupid and that stopped you. My friends, you have to get your macro right. You have to know where the world's going or where you think it's going. You have to know what you can do about it. Cool, so now I just said the voice is gonna win. What just went through all 2,000 people's heads? Did you say, and take a step back, I'm gonna become an investor and I'm gonna invest in the next Facebook or Twitter on voice, is that your move? Did you take a step back and say, you know what, I've been thinking about doing a podcast, let me make a voice app along with that podcast and try to win there? Did you take a step back and say, you're gonna start advertising on voice apps when they first come out to sell your t-shirts or your course or your real estate? Like what, what, what did you decide when you heard voice was gonna win, but most of all, You've gotta be in a good enough place to execute and win. And you've got to understand it's about pattern recognition. For me, whether it was baseball cards or lemonade stands or the liquor store, my career has been basically the same. If I was standing here in 1996 when I launched winelibrary.com, I would tell you that the internet was gonna win. For all the youngsters in here, a lot of people thought the internet was a fad. That it wasn't going to be a big thing. Next, it was going to be email, then it was going to be Google AdWords, then it was going to be YouTube, then it was going to be social media. It's all been the same thing. It will always be the same thing. Before I was in the business world, it was television, cable. Before that, network television. Before that, radio. Before that, newspapers. This is not very complicated. This is very simple. Communication is how people make decisions. You wanna sell something, you need somebody's attention. Then you tell them. You tell them through words, you tell them through audio, you tell them through video. My friends, this is fucking simple. This is fucking simple ass shit. Don't get it confused, this is simple as fuck. The phone has won. If you do not have content on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you don't exist. Do you understand? You don't fucking exist. If you're not putting out something today, somebody else is, you're losing market share. I don't give a fuck how much money you're making and how good you're doing. You are not standing still. Either you're moving forward and you're moving backwards. It's as simple as that. So if you're not posting five, seven, 15, 30 pieces of content a day on these platforms, you're going backwards because tons of people are. It's that simple. The question I have is why the fuck aren't you doing it? How many people here have been watching my content for more than a year? Raise your hand. Thanks. The problem is, if you're a year plus in, like half this room is, and you're not posting 20, 30 pieces of content a day, regardless of what your job is, regardless of what's going on, you're just hearing me, you're not executing. You can read about push ups, but if you don't do them, nothing happens. And so what's really important to me is I'm mainly interested in legacy and my legacy is at the mercy of you. See, most people like that you don't do anything. You know why? Because you keep giving them money. Most people like that you don't do anything because you keep giving them money. The reason you keep giving them money for courses and things of that nature and books and events is because it makes you feel like you're doing something. Paying for information and doing nothing with it is being a fucking sucker. So, it's true. And so for me, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck to get you to do shit. My concept of fucking pounding it in your head for free every day, seven days a week, on every platform, in every format, is working to some degree. The problem is, It's not working for most. And so I sit here today in this room with you desperately trying to figure out why. And every day that goes by, the more and more it's getting very clear to me why you're not. It's getting clear to me that you are valuing somebody's opinion more than you're valuing your own. You actually are worried about what your parents think. You're worried about what your siblings think, your girlfriend thinks, your buddies think, the world thinks. You have allowed outside voices to be more powerful than your own. And it will always dominate you for the rest of time. And I can give you unlimited fucking tactics. I can give you the fucking money and you're gonna fucking lose. So please, if you allow me, if it took being in person together You have to figure out whose voice is louder than yours and figure out what they're up to. Why are they giving you that advice? A lot of times, they think they're giving you advice that's good. They think they're doing the right thing. But my friends, this is a mental game. This is a mental warfare. This is absolutely that. Because the reality is, Actually, you know what, this is a fair question. And and honestly, we're here, so please be honest. By show of hands, how many people aren't, are not in the professional place they'd like to be? Raise your hands. Raise it high. High, don't lie. High, high, stand up. Stand up if you're not in the professional place that you want to be. Do it, I'm gonna wait. There's nothing embarrassing, I'm standing. So own it, don't be full of shit. Don't try to act cool because you're sitting and it makes it look like that you're good. Stand if you are not in the professional place that you want to be. Cool? Everybody who's standing, I have something that you need to hear and I need you to listen very carefully. This right now, the last 10 years of the global economy and how much money's in it, and this, because of the internet and the devices, has made the last two, three, four years the easiest time in the history of business to be successful. Right now, we are living dead smack, right now, dead smack in the easiest time in the last three to 400 years to make money and be professionally happy. If you're fucking standing, we need to figure this the fuck out. Because if you're not winning right now, you're in deep fucking shit when shit hits the fan. So if you are standing, You need to figure out why that is. And I promise you, it is not because it's hard. It's because you haven't figured out the right macro. Either your mindset of what's getting you, you can sit down, thank you so much. Either the mindset or what to do. The lack of self-awareness is enormous in the system right now. And so for me, The way you figure shit out, the way you figure yourself out is you try shit. You try shit. I used to think it was super basic. I would stand up here over the last decade and say, try shit. And I just wouldn't understand why people wouldn't. And it keeps getting me back to the same place, the judgment. And look, I have a very specific agenda in Asia over the next decade. It is to change the conversation of the way kids are parented in Asia. I have one agenda. There is a global issue across the world from the United States to Europe to Australia to South America that overindexes in Asia, which is that parents are fucking up. And they're fucking up because they care about what other parents think about their kids. They want you to be a fucking lawyer and doctor because that seems cool to their old friends. It is amen. Here's the problem you're fucking up too. Because you're taking their money. And you are acting like you're not. And so we have a very intriguing moment in time. Really intriguing. And I'm trying to really hack it because here's the part that I'm most passionate about. I always say, don't listen to what I'm saying, watch what I do. I've been producing content for 10 years. I was unbelievably quiet in 2014, 15, 2013, right? Building VaynerMedia, I was quiet. I wasn't putting out a lot of content. There was a specific reason. I wasn't passionate about saying anything, right? I I did for 11 years of my career, I wrote Crush It, I came out, I was like, hey, this shit is real, like, this, you know, if you go read Crush It right now, it was written in 2008, it's ridiculous how much that played out in personal brand. It's the whole, fuck. it's why I wrote Crushing It, because I was like fuck, it's still happening and a lot of people are winning and it's fun to be here. I mean like one of the most interesting things about the Philippines is how remarkably underpriced the ads are on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. How many of the influencers are doing incredible work here yet there's not as much money coming into them so you could take advantage of it. Everything I believe in and you hear me talking about is a better deal in the Philippines than it is in the US is a better deal in Southeast Asia. There's a reason I want to open an office in Southeast Asia for VaynerMedia. It's because, it's, thank you. It's because it's better here. I love when people cry when they're not in bigger markets. They're like, oh, you know, we only have 30 million people. We only have 10 million people. We only have four million people. It's easier. America's the big leagues. There's a lot of people doing it there. 300 million gets spread out against a lot of people. There's more abundance in Southeast Asia right now for this execution than almost any other part of the world. And so, to me, we have a remarkable time and the reason I want to be out here talking about this now is, and I mean this, everything I believe in is about to go away. Let me explain why I'm so passionate about this. It's early and it's underpriced. Think of it as real estate. Beachfront property of places that get hot are a good deal when they first become available. And over time, they get properly priced. Over the next decade, Facebook and Instagram ads are gonna go from three, four, five, six, seven dollars CPMs to 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars CPMs. In the same time, People's usage is going to change. You're gonna start not converting as well in the feed. So right now, I can get in front of all of you on Facebook for six, seven, and $8 to get in front of 1,000 of you, and 100 of you are gonna do something with it, and literally in 48 months, it's gonna cost me $53 to get in front of 1,000 of you, but only 20 of you are gonna do something with it. That is very basic math. This is historic. This is exactly what happened with Google. Google Ad, how many people here were doing Google AdWords marketing in 2002, three, four? Raise your hand. Remember? For the six of us that just raised their hands, all of us, we fucked up. We should have spent more money, right? Every time there's a deal, you regret not buying a lot of it. Think about every good business thing you've ever done, if I take you in a time machine and tell you what would you do, you would bought more. You would've done more. That's exactly what's happening right now with Facebook and Instagram, and it's happening right in front of your face, and so I am desperate to talk about it because it's right there, and it's going away quick, and let me tell you why it's gonna go away. Because BMW and Coca-Cola and Mercedes-Benz are spending their money on dumb shit right now. They're buying television commercials, they're buying billboards, they're buying print ads, they're buying banner ads on websites. Who the fuck, I don't even, I haven't even owned a computer in four fucking years. Like banner ads on websites in a mobile only world. When they realize that, and their money goes into Facebook and Instagram for real, not the bullshit money they're putting in now, all these prices will go up. So I implore you, I implore you to take a step back and understand the moment in time that we have right now. And ask yourselves, why? Why are you not doing more of this single thing? And the interesting thing is, I'm most worried about both the clouds and the dirt the people that are most winning in this room. who feel, Who's having the best year of their professional career? Raise your hand. Good. You scare me even more than the people that were fucking standing. The reason you're not doing all of this as hard as you can is because you are having the best year and whatever's doing that is what you're focused on, not this ridiculously underpricing. Every day, I sit with companies that say to me, Gary, I get all this, but we're up 9% doing television. Our business is up 9%. And I look at them and I say, Rick, what's wrong with 35%? There are two things that are always scary to me. Having way too little and having way too much. And so, for me, we are clearly in a very unique time if you are a historian about the business world and society. And this room, the fact that you're even in it on a Sunday, means that you already have the theoretical advantage versus the masses to be opened to execute within this. My problem is I just think 90% of you wanna be here to feel good about doing it versus actually doing it. And I'm trying to figure out how how to unwind that and figure out why. Why in the world do so many people who could easily make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year selling T-shirts on Facebook by just running Facebook ads, think it's smarter to buy unlimited amounts of Bitcoin. I'll tell you why. People like lottery tickets. People bought cryptocurrency at scale because they thought it was gonna change their lives. Right? Wasn't Bitcoin supposed to be $100,000 a coin today? So I'm trying to understand why that was seductive. I get how it works, I understand. That makes sense to me in desperate times. The problem is we're living in times of abundance. This is fucking ridiculous abundance. People aren't willing to eat shit. People aren't willing to put in the grind work. It's sitting right there and I'm desperately trying to figure out why you're not doing it. Let me give you a couple tactics, a couple things to talk about. Super interesting thing to look at. How many people are in the B2B business? Raise your hands. B2B, raise it high, I'm just trying to get a sense so I can give you some stuff, okay. Real quick for the B2B people, it is fascinating how much LinkedIn has exploded in being a content play like Facebook. Over the last three years, I've been doing quite well with it but in the last six months, it's gotten remarkable. The organic reach is through the roof and if you are in B2B here and you are not posting one to three blogs a day, You can do written blogs, I embed videos and then transcribe them. It's remarkable. The ads are not as good as Facebook because there's a floor, but if you are a personality that cares about business or you're in the B2B space, and I would actually argue even if you don't think your brand or your personality belongs in LinkedIn, if you would interpret it to business people are watching it and come from that angle and respect the context of the room, I believe that LinkedIn right now is a remarkable white space in marketing and I highly recommend, you know, the things that I always dream of when I aspire to bring value to a conference is, and I've seen a lot of your faces when I position that, a lot of people are like, huh? And then she was like, yay. So she's clearly killing it on fucking LinkedIn. and. You know, my ambition is that you go back and this puts a seed in your head and you go and read for three to six hours. But most of all, you go and do for six months. You know, the biggest reason so many people are failing in today's new environment is it takes work. It's You don't just run a Facebook ad and it works. You might suck at running Facebook ads. People are practitioners. And so they're not good at the craft. I have I've spent tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars on Facebook that did not achieve the goal that I had for it. And so there are people in this room who've run $1,000 worth of Facebook ads, it didn't work, and you've decided Facebook marketing doesn't work. Number two, Twitter is going through an interesting time and a lot of people think it has to do with Trump and this kind of stuff, and that's fine. It's it's not that what, what's happening is Jack and the original team came back 18 months ago and it's just little tweaks, little tweak here, a little tweak there. But if you are just starting out, no matter what you're doing, or if you're in a small base, the fact that you can go to Twitter and search words and jump into the conversation and go from not being known at all to Creating context and relationships with people in the industry or customers is remarkable. The problem is nobody wants to do it because it's not scalable. But when you're at zero and you're trying to establish your brand or business, I think it's remarkable to go into Twitter for two hours a day and reply to people talking about football or scarfs or courses or haircuts or jam or camera lenses or whatever the fuck you care about. To me, I don't understand why somebody's not willing to put in the hours when they're asking for the audacity of changing their lives and living it on their terms. Running a business or making money on your terms that's sustainable and is a good life is extremely rare. So of course it's gonna be super hard and Twitter search is super hard because it takes a lot of time, but it's two things that are super interesting to me. It's super works and it's super free. It's free. The amount of people that tell me, Gary, you always talk about free. Why should I speak for free? Why should I do this for free? And I always ask them, I'm like, you, they, people always push me, Gary, you have to know what you're worth. You can't do it for free. You have to know your worth. And I'm like, but the market's telling you that you're worth zero. (laughs) Right? Like People are like, like, you're only emailing me because you haven't sold anything, but you don't want to do it for free. The market has told you you're zero. There's so many macro things fucked up right now, I can't believe it as I get older and uncover them. Not wanting to work, for free means you have a big fucking ego without achieving anything. There's so much audacity. There's an unbelievable lack of humility. And so to me, this is a very interesting time and I'm gonna say it again because I like to recall it so that you understand why my head is here. This era, and by the way, how many people here consume my content? Raise your hand, thank you. You know where I sit on this. It's only four or five things. For the people that don't, let me take a step back because I didn't see as many hands as I needed I wanna make sure I bring you value. Number one, you have to figure out how you communicate to the world. Are you video, are you audio, are you written word? Everybody here, if you do not produce content for the internet, you might as well get up and leave because that means you fucking are finished. This is no longer 2007. You can't debate this anymore. If you do not produce content for the internet, you do not exist. So if you believe that or finally accepted it, how do you communicate? How do you create content to the internet? Is it written word, is it audio, is it video? How many people here listen to podcasts? Any of them, raise your hand, raise it high. I want everybody in the front to look around. Raise it high, keep it high. This is, this is a, a remarkable amount of hands, thank you so much. If I asked this question three years ago, 80% of the hands that are up would be down. For me, podcasting's remarkable. I, I genuinely think more than half of this room should have a podcast. It takes no engineers. There's an app called Anchor. I'm not associated with it at all, but some of you have seen me promote it. I just think it's a good thing. It's fucking free. You record it on your phone as if you're on the phone. You don't need any infrastructure, no sound engineer. You press three buttons, and you are in the podcast business. Written word. Here's a dirty little secret, and I'm I'm being a little more tactical, which makes me happy, so take advantage of it, because it's rare. Long form copy on Facebook and Instagram work. Post. Everybody spends so much time worried about the picture and they fucking mail in the words. Everybody here on Instagram is trying to grow because it's completely one, right? And everybody's fucking triple filter. I mean, there's people literally spend like 12 minutes filtering their fucking photo. (laughs) And there's, you know, and then if you're a personal brand and a human, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, the only thing that. I'm sure that Instagram taught me is somehow every fucking person's attractive. (laughs) Every single person is spending so much time on the photo and don't forget, a lot of you are trying to position yourself as a business person. So please understand that one of the huge white spaces on Facebook and Instagram is writing a ton of shit. It works. Take that with you. As a matter of fact, back to LinkedIn, I don't know if you felt this, what's been really interesting about LinkedIn, and it goes against kind of my natural state, just the written stuff, and I mean like literally, and you see what I do on Instagram with the pictures and stuff like that, that works on Instagram. On LinkedIn, if I put that same picture with a quote versus just writing the copy, the copy will destroy it on LinkedIn. So these are the nuances and the tactics that so many people ask me for. The reason I don't get excited about them is they're very easy to see. I keep telling you, just watch what I'm doing. If you went to my LinkedIn and see that there's a bunch of written copy there, I do nothing for my health. I do nothing for kicks and giggles. This is all being fucking thought about. I don't do a podcast seven days a week because I think it's funny. I do it because it works. I do it because audio is important. My friends, I put out a couple of uh, months ago, maybe a year ago, a strategy called the $1.80 strategy on on, on Instagram. What it was was go to 90 people and leave your two cents on their comments. I believe in it more, not less. How many people here, is anybody here verified on Instagram? Anybody? Okay, Instagram leaving comments in communities versus, you know, you go to Instagram, you search the hashtag, you search words that are associated to your business, you know your business, and you go to 80, 90 different accounts that are posting and you leave comments. And you don't leave comments like yo or thumbs up, you look what they're posting, you read it, you take a minute, you think, and you write something of value. The biggest problem right now is everyone's in short term and numbers. Let me get to 150 accounts. I'd much rather you get to 19 and read it carefully because you'll convert 12 out of 19 versus one out of 150. Depth. Everybody's in width. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Do you know why most people don't grow on social networks over the last decade? They care more what the audience is doing for them than what they're doing for the audience. When you post on Instagram, you're looking for them to give you likes. The amount of people that tell me that they're struggling, I look at it and they have not replied to one person in the comments section of their posts. You're trying to build a community, yet you are not part of it. Audacity, taking things for granted, only looking at it for what's in it for you. Who made you so entitled that you think you should be an influencer or a millionaire or successful? We have way too much entitlement, way too much laziness, way too much audacity in the system, and I am passionate to get rid of it. Not because I think I'm cool and I'm scolding you. I'll be very frank with you, Manila. I don't give a fuck if you do anything I talk about. I can't, I can't go to your house and make you, but I will not change my tune, my favorite thing that's happening right now in my comments on YouTube and Instagram, and let it be very clear here, if you want to learn what I do, if you want, I read all of them. I read all my comments because that's how I know what to do next. The amount of people that just post and leave, no engagement, no reading comments, is a clear indication to why so few people win. Post and leave, post and leave. Imagine hosting a dinner in your home and putting down the plate and leaving the fucking house. That is what 98% of you are doing on Instagram, the place you wanna win. And you think following and unfollowing or algorithm and scripts or all this dumb, you fucking hackers, you fucking hackers. I literally just said follow and unfollow and like 12 of you just looked at the person next to you and smiled and said, fuck, that's us. (laughs) I just don't understand how you don't understand how life works. Short-term behavior with no good intent behind it that is completely predicated on what's in it for you has never worked for anybody in the history of time shortcuts, impatience and that's what got me all the way back to the last part which is okay, this is what I've been watching for a decade. This has been my passion and frustration for a decade. I'm finally starting to understand why. This is way deeper, this is 100% entitlement. This is 100% what's been going on for the last 20 to 40 years with parenting. This is 100% that you glamorize the products. I ask myself, why don't I give a fuck about Louis Vuitton or Supreme or fucking these watch it? Why don't I give a fuck? Because I realize subconsciously, every time I see somebody completely being about that, I know that they're not happy. They're leveraging it to disguise. Everybody's in the makeup business. Everybody's full of fucking shit. And that sucks because I don't know if you heard, it's really hard to be a human being and since you, you will never do anything as remarkable as having a life in itself, I just hate that you're pissing it away based on trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like so many of you are depressed because when you go on your Instagram account, your friend's on vacation in Bali or like has a bottle of champagne or like, like don't you understand that everybody's just a PR agent of themselves on social media? Like how many more times do you need to see families posting unbelievable happy pictures on Facebook for months and months and years and years and then finally there's a post that says me and Karen have decided to split. Are you watching, are you watching? The single greatest abundance opportunity in the history of mankind is happening directly in your face, it's called the internet. It's only about 25 years old, it's happening while you're alive. Not only were you lucky at 400 trillion to one to be alive, you weren't born during the Black Plague or World War II or all the other shit that other people were born with. No, you were born during 50 years of global prosperity and so much money in the system, it doesn't know where to put itself. That's you. So if you're actually unhappy during right now, you're actually the worst humans of all time. I'm being serious. And I'm not trying to razz or hurt feelings. I'm really, I I hope you understand. I know a lot of you know me. I have no interest in that. I'm just trying to ask you to fucking look at life from a different angle. You know how many people literally go into debt and then not like their life for the next 20 years because they needed to buy a house that has six rooms more than they need because they needed to make pretend they're more successful than they are? We have to eradicate that. Guys, we have to eradicate keeping up with the Joneses. I'm gonna personally kill the Joneses. (laughs) The Joneses are fucking cancer. Like, guys, everybody else sucks too. Please stop living your life on somebody else's terms because I give you and millions of other people give you very basic information every day that works. Run Facebook ads. You'll make money. The information's basic as fuck. What's not basic is this. This is the fuck up thing. This is the game. This is the game. This is the game. And the sad truth is most people are losing this game. You guys spend more time upgrading your phone than you upgrade your mind. Please. And upgrading your mind isn't getting more educated Upgrading your mind is understanding why you do things for whom and how. We need to take a massive collective step back, massive step back and say, what the fuck are we doing here? What are you scared of? Why are you not doing that? Who's scaring you? Who is this thing? The reality is, unfortunately, the thing that scares you are usually the people closest to you, the ones that love you. Be very smart about who gives you advice and how happy they are. I'm happy as fuck. But if you listen to the last hour, it feels kind of razzy and negative. Meanwhile, a lot of other people say they love you and this and that, but they're miserable as shit. Do not judge a book by its cover. Get more thoughtful because here's the part that bothers me the most. If you don't figure your shit out now and execute, you're gonna be double depressed in seven years when the opportunities are nowhere close to as good as they are now. Manila, this is our fucking time. Please, please figure it out and get your shit into motion. You have one life to live, do something about it. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank you. Q and A. Please say because, ladies and gentlemen, 45 minutes is not enough with Gary V. True, or true. Please, everyone, sit down. We still have something for you. In the next few minutes, we are opening the floor to something very special. All right. This was supposed to be a private session with Gary V. But the organizers and Gary decided to be so generous, they are going to open the Q&A for everyone to... Yes, very good, for everyone to listen. But the people who will get to ask questions are the people in front. VIP and Solitaire, you are going to be asking your very well thought out question. Or shitty. Or shitty. Okay, we'll take shitty questions anytime. We have two mic stations, one on this side and the other one on this side. If you have a smart question, just queue for the Q&A. And please take note, no long life stories. It's like Gary when I was a little boy. No. Please go straight to the question and please you don't have to say Gary, we love you. So I've been follow you. No. We already know that. So go straight to the question so that more people can ask, good, thank you, Gary.
0: Yep. great, my friend,
2: okay. Alright, you wanna go first? Me first, you first? You first. Alright, um, uh, okay, first question. I have a couple. Is sure. Alright, right, um, why haven't you been on Shark Tank yet?
0: Cause I said no. Oh,
2: they offered it to you?
0: They sure did.
2: Oh, that's awesome, why, why did you say no?
0: Because I tend not to like be, you know, when I think about my brand, I like doing things where I'll get the credit, not the platform. I see. Right. So, if I was to do Shark Tank now, and Shark Tank's an incredible show, I'm, I'm a fan. I love that young kids watch it. I think it's positive. I'm, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank. The reason I decided not to do it is at this point, it's a mature brand right, and I'm going into somebody else's house. Sure. And I can't, like it's not going anywhere higher. It's on the decline. Right. So I think of Shark Tank the way I think about American Idol, right? What I'm spending my time on, and why I switched from CAA to William Morris recently, is while Shark Tank's doing what it's doing, I'm, and, it, and I think it's American Idol, I'm trying to develop something that could become like The Voice. Right, like I wanna make the business show where I'm the face of that disrupts Shark Tank, not be season 11 Shark Tank Gary Vee. Sorry, a couple more questions, okay?
2: Yeah, all right. uh, Did your guesting on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast when you were there the first time, did it force you to get into shape?
0: No, Rogan's? Yeah, Rogan's, yeah. I don't know if it was a bad angle, but I was already in shape when I went on that show. No, I I got into shape because it's a good idea. Literally what's really interesting is everything I just talked about for 45 minutes is the business and mental version of why I figured out getting into shape. I was 38 years old and I was not in good physical shape and I knew it was a good idea to live longer, to be in better shape, but I couldn't fucking figure out the angle. And literally on a plane, it hit me that I'm not good when I'm accountable to myself. (laughs) I'm great when I'm accountable to others. I like doing for others, that's my selfish move. I'm a good boss, I'm a good leader, I'm good with my community. So I realized if I hired somebody full time that became part of the team, I wouldn't want to let him down. Right. And I literally figured out my health by doing something rogue, and so no, it, Rogan didn't inspire me to get the
2: <laughs> All right, um you predicted the fall of Toys R Us. Yes. How the fuck did you do that?
0: Because it's the same reason that I know that everything I just talked about is right for 80% of this audience. It's just in the math. Okay. They were not doing anything right. Right? They were not winning online. They were not average, they, they would spend more money on doing flyers than on social media Right. and I knew that the toy business was moving into a place of direct to consumer. Okay. If you have a child globally, you know that they live on YouTube Kids and if you look at why slime or Shopkins or any of these trends happened, they happen at YouTube Kids and then they go direct to consumer. Between people selling directly on right. Instagram, Walmart and Costco and... Amazon, there was no place for Toys R Us. Sure.
2: All right, I'm going to ask about, sorry, last question, I'm going to ask you about two people. One is a foreign celebrity, one is a local celebrity. You know both of them. What was the interaction like with the greatest Instagrammer of all time, The Rock?
0: (laughs) Uh, That was super fun because The Rock is so willing to still live in the dirt even though he's floating in the clouds at all times. So it was, you know, when you meet people, you're always curious, how are they, right? Are they similar to that and the other thing? I think The Rock is ambitious as fuck, and that excites me.
2: What What was the interaction like with Will Dasovich?
0: So I love Will because Will is super humbling for me because he was so inspired by the content that I brought up, and obviously he had a very unique... Um, uh, life story of like adversity that led him to where he is today. The, the utter kindness and good inside of Will's body is ridiculously inspiring. And if you don't know who he is, you should really pay attention. All right, one last. Um, your most, sorry, sorry, I promise to give it a
2: right. One last, one last, okay. Your most viral post ever, at least for me, the, the one that really hit me the most, is not giving a fuck about what other people think. Yes. Do you want to, could you say it again? <laughs> like cause, no, because it, it, I think it moved a lot of people. And It was like, the whole
0: fucking keynote I just gave, right? Like yeah. it, and to your point, it is the answer. Literally, literally, if you are unhappy in this room or not as happy as you could be, it is 90% likely that you're upset with your mom or dad. When I say don't give a fuck about what people think, it's easy for you to not give a fuck about what he thinks. I'm talking about the you. people, yes. I'm talking about the people closest to you. Yeah. You've got problem with the people closest to you. To get into, I see in a life right now where I don't give a fuck about what my mom, my dad, and my wife say. I respect them tremendously. I care tremendously. But at its core, it's gotten very quiet for me, which is why I'm so happy.
2: Thanks so much for coming to Manila. You got it. Thank you so much.
0: You got it. Hey Gary. Hey brother. Win a year to ask you this question. Thank you. I
3: want to fast forward 300 years from now. Okay. And how the world will remember you then? Yes. So I believe that you won't be remembered as speaker, author, entrepreneur. I believe you'll be remembered as a 21st century philosopher. Yes. And I just want my question is of all your philosophies, what do you think will be the philosophy that will be still talked about 300 years from now?
0: Um, thank you. Probably, especially how I think the next hundred years work out, that kindness and gratitude and good is always just a little bit stronger than fear and hate and negativity. Personally, I think, your philosophy
3: on parenting yes. is something that's gonna hugely impact your generation of followers, especially th- here in the Philippines.
0: Thank you. I think, and it's interesting because it's bubbling up and I've been louder about it, I agree with you that if I had a bet, and obviously I know what's going on in my head and my actions, in the same way that, that don't give a fuck or there was a video I made about you know, for 40 to 60 year olds which is like, how many people here are over 40? Raise your hands such an interesting crowd for me. We just have so much more time, right? We just have so much more time. This parenting conversation is probably gonna change the course of my life, because it's deep as fuck, it's true as fuck, and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. And no question, now that I'm getting closer to talk about it, I promise you, I'm not in Asia for kicks and giggles. It needs to be talked about in this region yesterday. Amen.
4: Thank you. How you doing, Gary? Good, brother. Uh, I'm gonna go into the semantics of how. Um, If you were a- You don't wanna talk about 300 years from now? No, 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 we're here now. If you were a uh, direct-to-consumer beauty brand and you were launching in six months, what would be three strategies you'd focus on? Are you building
0: on top of Shopify? Yes. That's good. Um, I would spend all my time and energy on Facebook and Instagram. Dude, it's so black and white. If, if you were to start a direct-to-consumer business in any category and you just stay disciplined in being a practitioner on Facebook and Instagram, you will get it to $5 million revenue in 20 seconds, a year, 18 months, if you're average. It's, it's literally that true. It's that underpriced. It's go- early Google. To me, that's number one.
4: And, and when, that, when that cost of advertising goes 10x?
0: You'll deal with it then.
4: Where do you shift your focus to? Who the
0: fuck knows? <laughs> right? And, and it's okay. interesting, right? Because you said, hey, I want to talk about now. Cool. So let's not talk about 300 years from now. Let's not even talk about 31 months from now. If you're launching, surely, you've got minimum of two to three years. It's gonna take too much money, too fast, to actually fuck with the pricing. So it's not gonna happen.
4: Where do you see Amazon sitting within that strategy?
0: I think you should be on Amazon as well and not fear that it cannibalizes your margin. You should use it as a brand building exercise and you should Amazon optimize and be very careful to work Amazon and Shopify carefully. Use Amazon. I always think fuck Amazon before it fucks you, right? So build brand in Amazon which means you'll do sales but when you're engaging with those customers and the first party data start creating rationale for them to not be, and that's hard because Amazon's convenient as fuck. Yeah. But certain packs, certain experiences always find reasons to buy on you versus there but I would be on Amazon because Amazon's grossly underpriced as well. Got it? It's, it's the path of the two. Everyone thinks it's one or the other. I think it's both. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Influencers, man. Influencers are fucking crazy underpriced. It's not scalable because you have to DM them all day long, but like, attractive people on Instagram
4: is fucking money. And so what layer of influencers do you think are still affordable? All of them. All of them? I see
0: people who are... macro influencers who have 13 million followers who want 50,000 posts but it's worth 100,000 and I see micro influencers who have 4,000 followers who want $100 a post that are worth 400 bucks and
4: they're both good. So you think it's still worth spending money on influencers?
0: 100,000%, especially in the beauty supply space. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you you got it.
5: Hey Gary. How are you? Good. Uh, My name's Sean. Uh, I'm from Australia, flew all the way here just for this. Thank you. Um, First question, are you coming to Australia?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm actually coming the week of October 17th, and I'm going to be speaking in four cities, Um, and so you probably didn't have to come here.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Great, I'll
0: I'll go to that one
5: too. Awesome. Um, Second question, uh, so I own a few gyms in Australia, um, so most of my content is on Instagram. Yes. I want to sort of ask you what your difference is between obviously story, um, now the IGTV, uh, and posting just on the um, on your timeline. So if you're going to post something on your story, are you
0: going to do it on your timeline too and on IGTV? I would, I would think about it smarter than that. I would have pillars for IG, you know, if you look at me, right, look what I'm doing versus what... You know, I say, if you look what I'm doing with stories, I'm, in stories, I'm doing a lot of call to actions, a lot of swipe ups. Then I'm doing a lot of things that are valuable for people, right? That's where I'm doing screen savers and different things of that nature. IG, the main platform, I'm putting out consistent content of the kind of my, what I would call my main stuff, but it's pure content. There is no right hooks. In there, it's all content for the masses. And IGTV, we're just starting with, but we're producing original content just for it. So I would I would have a different strategy for all three layers because if it becomes redundant, people are going to start realizing that and tuning out for two out of the three, which is giving away some of the tools that you could be using.
5: Cool, cool. And now on, um, most of my content is obviously fitness-based. Yes. Um, but I wanted to... I want to get a lot more personal with, with my crowd, so I want to introduce my family and So and stuff that's like that. where
0: maybe you do a vlog on IGTV while on the stories and main. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. You should also be on YouTube. As a gym, you should be on YouTube, and as a gym, you should probably start a podcast. I've got one. Great. Yeah.
5: Awesome. Cool. Thank you. got you. it.
0: Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. I'm Clara. Clara. Is it okay to be
1: spiritual or yes, philosophical? of course. All right, what's that one thing in life that you are most certain
6: of?
0: The more cer- Most, most cert- certain of. Um, that doing the right thing is always the right thing. 100%. I really believe in that. You know, because doing the right thing usually means you have to give up something in the short term. And that is so difficult for many. They don't want to give up the money in the short term. They don't like feeling. You know how many people here lose in life because they hate the feeling of somebody else getting something over on them? They're incapable of being the bigger person. Doing the right thing is always the right thing.
1: Right, thanks. And last question. What makes a thought leader a mover or a shaker for you?
0: Somebody who's talking the truth. The biggest reason I disrespect 95% of the people that most people respect is because I know they're not telling the truth.
5: Yes. Great. Right.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Gary. How
0: are you? Mm-hmm. I'm
1: good. Thank <laughs> you. How are you? Great. So my question... so
2: psyched that you're here. Thank you Thank for you. coming to Manila.
0: I'm so happy to be here.
2: Um, my question is, um, if you would live up to a 100 year old...
0: Which I plan on. What you plan on? By the way, that's very serious back to us 40 year olds, like just very basic, if you know I'm not deep in the medical space but I've been flirting because as you get older you start giving a shit. It's a layup if you're under 55 that you're gonna live to 105, 110. And like pretty healthy and happy to about 95. So I'm planning on living to 100, so go ahead.
2: What
6: advice? And by the way,
0: you're probably gonna live to 125. Oh, thank
2: you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not planning to, actually. (laughs) Okay, weird. (laughs) What advice would you give to a 100-year-old Vee, and vice
0: versa? What advice would a 100-year-old Vee give to the present Garaby? So, the biggest... The reason I think I'm so happy and so much is happening with me right now is because the way I'm wired, this is my perfect time. I'm an optimist. So when you're optimistic, you know it's really just easy. Like I genuinely believe everything is gonna be okay and is good and I I find the good. A lot of that has to do with having more time. The biggest fear I have is that when I get into my 80s, 90s, 100, that I'll start becoming resentful or not as happy because I give so much. As I start running out of time, I, I could potentially regret on not taking whatever maybe at that point I don't feel yeah. like I got enough of. So if I'm giving right now the advice to the 100-year-old Gary, yeah. it would be less of an advice, it would be me saying, hey 100-year-old Gary, like, don't be pissed at me, but I'm doing the best that I can. Right? And it's a very important point. I genuinely think that people are always trying to figure what I'm up to, and the punchline is, I, I'll be less good, when I get older, when time is running out. I mean that, it's very, I can see it. I can be self-aware, I see it. I hope not. Sometimes why I wish for a quick sudden death at 88, so I don't have to go through that period, because I know that's my vulnerability. As far as the 100-year-old giving me advice, I'd like to think that he'd be looking down and saying, just keep doing exactly what you're doing.
3: Nice, thank you so much. You got it.
6: Hi Gary. How are you? Uh, yeah, um, I have three questions Go actually. Um, short questions. Only. Go ahead. Um, first question is, do you do have any plan of selling your sneakers here in the Philippines?
0: Do I have any plans on selling what? Your sneakers. Here in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, I don't think this one, so the 003, the first two were just in the US. Mm-hmm. The 003 is far more global. There is some eight ways to get it in Asia. It is available in Australia like Monday, I find out exactly where it is, mm-hmm. but for the 004, we think we're gonna be able to cover the whole world, and that will be in November.
6: Oh yeah, that's perfect, that's perfect. <laughs> okay. <coughs>
0: um, second question yes. is... Let's see. Um, what are you, making it up on the spot? <laughs> no, actually, you know my no, favorite no. part is? You literally said you had three questions, and you don't even have fucking two. No, actually, I'm thinking. I'm thinking
6: about how to say it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, second question
0: is yes. Um, to any
6: to everyone on the medical and dental field. Okay. Um, is there any way to um to like promote on Facebook or Instagram without um without um, scaring off the customers because yeah, I in, think so. In our Filipino culture, I get um, it. If you're if you're a parent and yes. you have your you have rowdy kids, yes. you usually tell them if you don't if you don't sh- if you don't shut up, I'm gonna bring you to the dentist <laughs> or something like that.
0: <clears throat> I fucking hate the dentist. Yeah, so I get it. I was, I'm a dentist. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So I figure. Okay. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's really interesting. I actually think in crushing it. Uh, you know, because I, I that we actually feature a dentist in the book. Um, if I recall properly, I think there's a huge way to do it, mm-hmm. um, and the beauty of Facebook ads is you can run them against different demos and understand them. I think you need to put out informational content, mm-hmm. but I think there's an absolute way. I don't think you're going to convince kids who are scared of the dentist to go, but I definitely think that you can win thirty-five to sixty-five with information. Okay, got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, last question is. Yes.
6: Uh, sorry. Um, I know I know you're an immigrant I'm also yes. an immigrant um, yes there used to be a time in the Philippines where there are a lot of people coming to the Philippines yes. for greener pastures but now there's like a mil- millions of Filipinos leaving the Philippines yes looking for greener pastures and of course to make money yes and to make ends meet um, but now there's so much like so many job opportunities in the e-commerce yes YouTube Facebook is there any way to like, tell, the, tell, the, tell them to like, hey, come, you can actually come back to the Philippines because there's so many things you can actually earn here and Why? be with your family? Why? Because there, actually there are so many Filipinos going abroad, leaving their families I behind. I see, to bring money. Look,
0: mm. I think, <laughs> sure, You're more than welcome to make videos on the side while being a dentist, Mm -hmm. educating people about this amazing opportunity, and running ads on Facebook and that. The answer is, yes, there's opportunity to do it. The question becomes, who wants to do it? Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. For me, for some reason, nobody's wanted to talk about the truth about parenting, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So the answer is, of course there's opportunity. The question is, who's gonna do it, and why.
6: Thank you very much. You got it.
0: Hi. Hi, Gary. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. So you've built this incredibly massive online empire. Yes. Do you have a system for consistently generating viral content?
0: No. Because viral content by nature is viral and uncontrollable. Mm. I have a system to produce consistent content with the hope of it being viral. Do you know how many people sit around all day trying to figure out how to make something viral?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's against the definition of viral. <laughs> make content, make good content, and then have your moments in time.
1: Mm.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And let me sense. tell you one thing about everybody here who's still waiting for their first piece of viral content, it's not as exciting as you think it is. It'll do great, you'll build up bigger lists, more things will happen, and then two days later, you'll just be it just a little higher. It's not this great nirvana that people think. There is, everybody's looking for this quick thing, and that's why people love viral. There's this dream that you're gonna make some sort of Facebook post, or YouTube video, or Instagram post, and it's gonna change your life. There's a reason lotto tickets work. People are looking for the quick fix and it happens once every billion, half a million, trillion times, and then everybody looks at that versus looking at the truth. Hippos and sharks. Do you know what that means? No. Let me tell you. Everybody's scared of sharks. Meanwhile, hippos kill way more people than sharks. Right? Right. Terrorism. People are super scared of terrorism. Meanwhile, Texting and driving will kill more people in the world this week than terrorism will. Viral. Everybody wants viral, but what actually works is consistent content.
1: Thank you, Gary. You're welcome.
3: Hey, man. Hey, uh, man. So, uh, I, have, I actually have just two questions Go ahead. for you. And uh, I, I kind of want to relate to uh, the Filipinos. I was really glad that uh, you pointed out uh, that thing uh, we had uh, with our parents. Yes. Um, well, most of the parents, uh, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's a general yes. statement, yeah. but yes. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I think there's another thing, that there's another huge factor okay. that actually stops us here in, in the Philippines from actually thinking or like uh, getting to your mindset, which is basically the way, the way uh, we rely on the institutions here for yes. education. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Entitlement. yeah. Entitlement. And so I wanted to ask, uh, uh, what do you think uh, education is, uh, would, uh, what do you think education would be uh, at least uh, at most part of the world in maybe 10 years once they start realizing the thing we have for education?
0: Yeah, so education is super interesting to me because education is imperative. Like if you're not smart or knowledgeable of something, you can't act on it. Education is remarkably important. Right. The problem is the way education is packaged and sold around the world is completely it's fucked up. Right, that's true. Like, the fact that people are still memorizing information when I can tell you anything at any time right here in one second is ludicrous. It's true. So, inst- you know, institutions, governments, they make a lot of money yeah. doing education the way they're doing it, but it's not bringing any value to the oh, yeah, end user. And,
3: and they really take a lot of money from the families. Of course. Exactly. It's a
0: fucking business. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I'm really pumped. You've and got the education system you have here. Meanwhile, you're subsidizing it. Yeah, that's that's
3: that's kind of sad. You yeah. And uh, the second question is: uh, uh, earlier, someone pointed out something about the future, so might as well ask something about the future. Okay. Uh, uh here are very scared because I was reading a lot on CRISPR and uh, genetic engineering. Like, eventually, we can master aging at least yes. like 200 years yes. in one lifetime. And uh, a lot. I've asked a lot of people about this, and uh, they were always thinking that uh, Nah, I I couldn't live that long. I think it wouldn't be right. But uh, what do you th- do? You think genetic well,
0: People people used to live to thirty and forty. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I want to live to nine hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look like fucking Yoda and keep spitting some wisdom. <laughs> yeah. You know. We love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think that you know. People that don't want to li- live long, most people answer that they don't want to live longer because Correct. they're not happy. That's Anybody who's happy wants to live forever.
3: Yeah.
7: All right. You Thank got you it. Nice. You got it. Check, check. Add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. So uh, I'm an, sorry, I'm an influencer. Uh, you guys can follow me at Engineer Truth. That's Engineer Truth. Anyhow. So the question is, though, you, you mentioned that in your keynote. Can You're I ask you not- a question? Yeah. Because I'm super inf- interested
0: when somebody introduces themselves as an an influencer?
7: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm
0: I'm not razzing, I'm I'm not razzing, I'm actually just curious. When you say you're an influencer,
7: how do you define it? Someone (laughs) who makes a full-time living from social media. And so what do you do? I help people find, go from a job they hate to a job that they love. By just putting out information? So I educate people on what's actually viable what's not viable. I'm a former mechanical engineer. I don't find it viable. Right. I probably help a couple, hundred pe- a couple hundred people go from a job they hate to getting a job in digital marketing, not doing it for their own business, but actually working at a digital marketing agency. I also help people get jobs in high ticket closing. Get, I steer people toward machine learning, data science, and yep. trending and careers. So that's yep. what I do. Okay. So first question is, you mentioned in your keynote- I don't, I don't think followers
0: is the variable, you know? Like, I don't think that's the right... The reason I I was actually just asking, because I'm trying to figure out how people are thinking about defining it. I think in the... Yeah, but it's interesting. I'm with you on it. Like, I think the common definition to most people is you have to have a certain amount of followers to be an influencer. But I actually think that that's not right. Uh, I think that's what leads to people buying followers and doing all the dumb shit. I'm just trying to think about, like to me it's semantics, right? Like I used to call myself a businessman, now I call myself an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. He's calling himself an influencer, but he's, he's, he's training and selling information. Like I'm just trying to understand how it's going.
7: So go ahead. All right, so my question is, you mentioned your keynote to not care about keeping up with the Joneses. Don't care yes. out the watches, don't care about the Lambos. Mm-hmm. But I've reached a certain point with my personal brand where I know if I have the nice condo, the nice house, It's gonna help me sell more and grow the company. So do you think it's wise for someone like me who's an influencer to get the nice combo, like get the nice condo, get the nice Lambo so that it builds my personal brand? I mean, the truth is you're going down a path that I'm not excited about, but I don't get to judge,
0: right? Like to me, how you make your money is so much more important than how much you make. Right? So to me, what I think you're going down a path of is by selling a lifestyle, you're going to the weak who aspire and so you're bottom feeding, right? By, by virtue, presenting a certain lifestyle only for the purpose of selling more, you can have this too, is bottom feeding on the mental weak for your own personal benefit. Not the legacy I want, but, yeah. but, and I mean this, I mean this brother, I don't think I get to judge. It's not what I'm interested in doing, but if you are interested in making more money and you feel that buying Lambos and condos and watches and hanging out with hot girls is a good way to do that because you know that desperate 24-year-old dudes who want that too are gonna give you $9,000 for this and $4,000 for that, then live
7: your fucking life. I just think that's a piece of shit life. Thank you. second question though. By the way, kind of leads up to the third question. Uh, If if you're not gonna build authority to that, how how would you suggest someone to build authority, like just proving that they know what they're talking about through education and that's it? When you're, I would assume,
0: the right way to build authority is when people actually take your course and have success, their word of mouth builds your authority. I like that one, testimonials.
7: Last question is someone from the audience asking me to come up and ask you, uh, you said you're going to build an office here in Southeast Asia. Did you have a timeline for that of when you're going to start?
0: We're going we're to open an office in
8: Singapore
0: in the first quarter of next year. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. You got it, brother.
8: Hey. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Good. So first off, um, they told me not to say this, but I love you, Gary. You're awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you're you. You're awesome, dude. So, I love you, uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> so... Just a little bit of context, Um, I just graduated high school, and basically I said fuck what my classmates think of me, and what my teachers, what my cousins, what my parents, and I just um, fucked college. Didn't go to college. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, and like, so basically to the question, um, so I started my first Amazon FBA brand, and I was thinking like, how would you leverage IGTV to blow up the brand, like, how would you? I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I think the
0: biggest thing that people fall into a trap, my my friend, mm-hmm. is when something's new, it's shiny. Mm-hmm. Like, I've only put out like four IG, five. Like, like to me, it's early. You know, if this was a year and a half ago, you'd be asking me about Peach, or, you know, some other new app, or remember, uh, what was it, v- Vero? like Like, you know, like, People are always looking for the shiny next thing, Mm -hmm. not me. Mm -hmm. Because the reason I've done well in investing is I didn't guess on Facebook and Tumblr and Twitter. It already happened. I was just early and fast. So I don't think I would, I would focus on IG stories and IG right now, especially in the early days, because you're not guessing. It's clearly underpriced. IGTV may pop, but you don't have to be first to get the benefits of it. And most likely, you'll waste time and
8: energy waiting for it to pop. Mm. Got it? Yeah, so um, how do you use Instagram? Because in my Amazon FBA brand, it's like um, you're launching product by product, right? Yes. So it's like you're not, you don't have enough content to post consistently because it's like the same product and like. how do you like move? Well, why do you even have to then? Is the product moving?
0: Yeah, it's. Are, are you running it through max? Uh, you know, maximizing the search results and the ads within Amazon? Amazon. Yeah. yeah.
8: So Facebook is
0: what you should be using.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: The best compliment is Facebook right now to Amazon, yes. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you look at the customers that are buying it and buy demographics similar, mm-hmm. and you run ads against that.
8: Thanks. Man. And because
0: you're 18 and Instagram is on that pedestal, mm-hmm. this is where you have to make sure it's not what you like, it's what your customers like. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah. Got it? Yeah. Thanks, Gary. You got it.
2: Hey. Hi, Gary. How my are name you? is Kenichi. It's a pleasure. And I know you don't give a fuck with my name.
0: I don't. <laughs> anyway, uh,
2: did it came to a point in your life that you already achieved your goals and Your motivation's fucked up and there's nowhere to go now, but you know there's so much potential inside you and you do nothing about it. If yes, what did you do and it's not?
0: It's no, but I've got a real answer for you. It's back to the theme of this talk. The reason I will never achieve my goals is my goals are to play. The reason people achieve their goals is because their goals was a number of money. If your goal is an amount of money, You've lost. So the reason it's empty is what? You wanted to be a millionaire? So what happens next? You're gonna make 10 million a year? Like what, 100 million? Like it's the wrong goals. My biggest goals is to be the most impactful entrepreneur of this generation by bringing the most value to all the entrepreneurs. That's gonna take me my whole life. Thank you. So you need to change your goal from something that's selfish to something that's selfless, because then it will take you the rest of your life.
2: Yeah, thank you. Second question. Uh, Actually my passion is also sharing uh, good things to people to uh, get out of their potential. Okay. And can you give me some advice what-
0: Give away the information for free. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If that's your passion, like give it away for free yeah
5: hey um just quick question it's uh the same question but about two different aspects of uh, the business that i'm doing okay so i'm in real estate uh development uh, so it's uh, a little less i guess scalable than your traditional internet business yes so my first question is um do you have any metrics just i guess business-wise generally on when to kind of double down, refine your business, and make it better, or the prob- The problem with your start, business is it's you know. completely
0: based on cyclical formats, mm-hmm. right? The, you know, yeah. the metrics are the macroeconomics,
5: yeah. you know? Oh, so, so um, it's more of like a prefab, um, product-based uh, construction company, but I, I understand what you're saying. That, yeah, so the I second, mean, there, there's no yeah. math
0: around that, yeah. right? Like, no matter how unique, and I'm getting a little sense yeah, yeah, yeah. of it is, you're going to be, by virtue of real estate, at the mercy of the macro market. So the second. The the real answer is to not overextend yourself in an inevitable drop. Yeah, yeah. That's the real answer. To have enough. (laughs) Don't get screwed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, people get so caught by crypto, by startup, by Silicon Valley, by real estate, because when it's working, it's working so well, that you get high on your own supply, and then the bottom falls out. Sure. So yes. my big, no matter how scalable or awesome what you're doing is, make sure as you're advancing that you're not doubling down the farm every time so when it does go to zero, you have something. Mm-hmm.
5: And so I guess it would be a um, similar question but for uh, your team. Yes. So I have a small team, so each person is very crucial. Yes. So. Um, Obviously, you have a much larger organization. But for you, where, where do you draw the line on finding someone that has potential and kind of really doubling down on them, making, mm-hmm. helping them grow, making them an integral part? Or where do you
0: cut your losses and you know bring on someone with more experience? Completely, completely based on the intuition at moments in time. You're also not in control. Yeah. You find somebody young, you build them up, and she decides she can do it herself and she's out
5: which happens all the time, right? No
0: shit. So you're you're trying to figure something out that isn't figure out
5: Perfect. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You got it.
0: Hello,
1: Gary. How are you? I'm Ren. Ren. Thank you so much for being such a good human being. Thank we you. We need more of you in the world. I have two questions. The first one is, as I was listening to you, I really got um, struck when you talked about entitlement. And I find myself falling into that pit a lot. Yeah. How can you help share? Like, what do you do to keep grounded in in your life now?
0: It's super tough. I mean, I'm thinking a lot about fake environments and entitlement. To me, entitlement is okay as long as you're honest about it. Right? Yes. Like it's okay to enjoy abundance. It's okay to do anything you want. It's when you're unhappy and you don't know why. Right? Like what's scary about entitlement is it takes ambition and hustle out of the system. So to me, what keeps me grounded is I've never had it and I don't aspire to it and I despise it so it's never, you know, it's never entered. But, but by the way, my version of entitlement is all the success of attention that I'm getting. I basically talk to myself every day and remind myself that if I die tomorrow, nobody's gonna give a fuck. And let me explain by that, I actually believe it. Here's why. I think I'm up to something good and this is good. I really do. I, I think in 300 years I got a shot. I mean I mean it, I really do. Meanwhile, I also think that Prince was one of the greatest artists of all time, right? And when he died, he got a nice 24 hours on social media and then a week later, nobody gave a fuck. Like Manny Pacquiao, nice fight last night. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he, dies, there'll be a nice day of people talking and remembering what he did, and then a month later nobody's gonna give a shit. So the reason I don't get entitled is for all the admiration and all the awesomeness, I just know how humans work, right? Yes. And so it's hard for me to get entitled even with the nice human being at scale.
1: Thank you. Uh, my last question is, how, what, what's your advice for someone like me who's a beginner who wants to start my own podcast? I really don't know anything about it, but I know that you said anchor.
0: Yeah, I would just do. Mm-hmm. Just start making shows. And my best piece of advice is do as many shows for the next three years without thinking about it.
1: Okay, awesome. You Thank you.
2: It. You got it.
8: Hi, I'm I'm
2: both a Go ahead. I'm both a filmmaker and a social entrepreneur. Okay. Uh thirty five uh when I was thirty-five I started a social entrepreneur. Okay. Five years later, I'm finally at forty years old I'm finally directing my first film. Now directing the film is much more sexier. Yes. The social enterprise is doing so much more good. That's right. I'm Do tot- both. I'm t- totally rocking this, this filmmaking yep. this, this yep. thing and directing thing. This is getting to be such a burden. Yes. But this is so good. Yes. And I'm in a crossroad right now because I feel overwhelmed. Because Are you the
0: head of this one? Yes. Can, can you, sorry. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you hire somebody for this one? Can you afford that?
2: Na- um, not really. I'm Um, having, it's bleeding. (laughs) It's it's bleeding.
0: Could could you?
2: This is rocking it.
0: Yeah. I would go and finish this rocking. Mm. Let me explain why. Doing good is not binary. Uh, Let me explain. If this is becoming a burden and bleeding, and this is rocking it, and this was in your heart all along too, go and do that. Scratch that itch and become successful because then you'll be able to do this again. I spent the first 15 years of my life building businesses and helping no one. I didn't make any content for the first 15 years of my professional career. That's what gave me the ability to do good. You're gonna do this for another 55, 60 years. Go make three films, Mm -hmm. make some money, rock it out, enjoy, get it out of your system, enjoy it and then pick back up over here, bigger, stronger, and better than ever. Stop judging yourself. Salamat, thank you. All right, they're gonna, they're gonna punch me in the face because I have to catch a flight. I'm gonna do speed round for two minutes. I understand you hate me, I'm sorry. Let's go very fast because I'll feel weird if I have to leave. Go, fast.
1: Hi, Hi, I have two questions for you. My first question is, should I try to build a business in an area that is my weakness, or should I just focus on my strengths?
0: Only strengths.
1: And my second question is what is your deepest why, the reason why you keep doing what you're doing?
0: Because I was parented so well that I'm so grateful and I feel guilty I'm trying to do it for you too.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. It. All right, I got two. Okay. Welcome to LinkedIn, by the way. I was just you. wondering, where we were you? We were so quiet in LinkedIn. Okay. okay how are you going to crush, real, real how quick, are you gonna crush real LinkedIn? Real quick. Real quick. How are you going to crush LinkedIn? I'm
0: already crushed LinkedIn. I've been crushing it for three years.
1: Love it. Okay, number two. I've been listening to your podcast even when I'm running. So my thing is, I told everybody, I'm going to give Gary Vee a fist bump. Can you give this girl some fist bump? Yes. All right.
4: Thank you.
0: Hey
5: Gary. So hey. I, work for, I work with Engineer Truth. Our yep. main platform is YouTube where yes. we not only educate and promote digital training products, but yes. also we interview people about yes. their work experience yes. in different careers yes. and industries. Yes. Um, now, when we do get into podcasting, should we create different content for podcasting, repurpose our YouTube videos, do both, or something completely different? What's your suggestion?
0: I would repurpose it and do original content. Look, again, Watch what I do. My podcast is called the Gary V. Audio Experience. Sometimes I do an original interview, but mostly I repurpose, and so both can work. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Hi, hey, Gary. Hey.
3: uh I'm Benjo. Um, I'm in the life insurance uh, industry, and one of the problems we face as financial advisors is yes. that uh, here in the Philippines, statistically 4% are only insured. One of the reasons that I'm thinking why it's happening is because here in the Philippines, um, it's A culture that Filipinos think that they're uh, always safe and they're in good hands uh, which actually depicts the purpose of being covered uh, of life insurance and um, what do you think can break that wall if ever?
0: Content at scale Mm -hmm. on Facebook and YouTube that educates people that that's not true. Okay. Content. Thank you. You're welcome. You again? I'm Go back. Good. quick. The, US, gonna the U.S.
4: economy is going to crash soon. Yes. I think we all know that. Yes. How are you going to take advantage of that?
0: I've been saving lots of money. Where are you going to deploy it? I'm going to buy businesses that are sold for a penny on the dollar.
4: Online businesses?
0: Probably not. I'm going to take traditional businesses and take them online.
4: Okay. Real estate? No. Okay. Cool. Thank you.
0: Hi, Gary. Hey.
6: Hey, d up. <laughs> we admire your simplicity and the grind, the dirt, but then... Um, I just wanna, I'm just wondering, when do you celebrate? When's the right to celebrate? When, I'm not, I know you're not a big fan of big brands or...
0: I'm celebrating every second along the way, my friend. Listen. It's a, I'm so glad you asked it. When you love your game perfectly, it's the celebration. I don't have to ever celebrate, I'm fucking celebrating every second that I'm operating. Got it? The end. I gotta go. Love you. I gotta sign that book. Him. Hey guys, first and foremost, as always, humbled, thankful for you listening to the podcast. Keep hitting me up on Twitter with feedback. Also, um, really excited about something. Over the last several months, it's become uh, very clear to me that the 4Ds product that VaynerMedia has, the one day consulting session that's $10,000, that's really, t- kind of going after a business doing a million, maybe 500,000 to 20 million a year in revenue has been really working. We 60 to 70% of the businesses have had ridiculous uh, ROI from the session and so now I'm rolling it out because it clearly works. So VaynerMedia is uh, super proud to present uh, Uh, the 4Ds, the daily digital deep dive, garyvee.com slash 4D, the number 4D podcast. garyvee.com, 4D podcast, if you're ready to take your business to the next level.